calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hello, welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's another Friday in glorious sunshine. Very warm week this week, Joe, wasn't it? I, oh, I, I had a walk. I had a walk yesterday and I got very warm. You say that as if you've only had one walk all week. <laughs> no, yesterday it was very warm, is what I'm saying. Great. Are you finding that? Yeah, it's actually, uh, I checked, it's four degrees Celsius for our American listeners. Four degrees? Four degrees higher than yesterday. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, it feels like 25. Just, just keeping you up to date. Um, speaking of Americans. Yeah. We've got hey, one. It's me. Who are you? Zach Ryan. How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me How on. How are you? Yeah, Why are you It's so early for you. What are you doing? Yeah, it's 8 a.m. That's it. I, I wake up super early anyway, and I'm doing well. I you know Why am I here? Uh, I like the show quite a bit. I listen every week, and I hit up Cardi, and I just said, hey, let me be on the show this week because I'm bored. There's nothing to do. <laughs> to be fair, we had, yeah. an ex, we had an ex-employee on before we had you on, which seems... That was, that was very confusing because I, last week I loaded up... Um, I loaded up the podcast and I heard Krupa's voice and I thought that I had mistakenly like hit the wrong, like an old episode or something. I think a lot yeah, of people like, did that. What yeah. is happening? Yeah. But it was nice In to hear. It was maybe unkind and I hope we caused <laughs> no one any harm. Um, can I just, can I just quickly, um, this is something that's come to my attention. It's a new, a new thing that's happened to me in lockdown because obviously okay. we have to think about um, shopping a lot more now. Mm. Uh, oh yeah. For some reason, my, my girlfriend today has gone shopping and just sent me the shopping list on WhatsApp. Okay. And so I don't know why she's done that, but what I'm enjoying about it is what I've essentially got is like essentially a weird beat poem of just stuff sent through <laughs> like over the course of a few minutes. Uh, Are you like, buying a lot of beetroot? Is it a big beat poem? There's not. No. Well, I wish big beats are the best, of course. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I just I just wanted to take a second to try something. Mm-hmm. See if this works. That's- is this gonna work? Can you hear that? I can't hear it. Uh-huh. Yeah? Yeah. Wait. Just go. Just oh, me... a little beat. Just a little beat. There we go. Very quiet beat, yeah. Go on. Bin bags. 
<laughs> Drain cleaner. Yeah, I'm into this. Pork for the little parcels. <laughs> Garlic. Coconut milk. More milk. Rice. Pasta. Wine. Is this an alphabetical? Wipes. <laughs> and other cleaning stuff. Oh. Is that it? And that's it. That's my book. That was very good. I really liked that. Um, Zach, you're most commonly found on MVC. Do you get this every week? Do I get what every week? A shopping list? Uh, a beat palm? No, I wish that yeah. I did. <laughs> I, yeah. What I love is that you immediately shifted into what I wanted him to say, which is a beat poem rather than a shopping list. <laughs> you, saw, you saw the art for what it was. That's right, yeah. Philistine I mean, Simon Cardi. Is she sending oh, yeah. that as like a sanity check? She's just like, is there, you know, like, is there anything that I'm missing here? And also, could you read this on your podcast? Yeah, <laughs> she definitely didn't think about the second bit, but you know, right. that's, that's technically her introduction now. Yeah. Uh, Brilliant. I I had earlier sent her a small shopping list, which was just shampoo, shower gel, deodorant, and bourbon, and I've realised no. how bad that looks. <laughs> which one are you drinking first? Exactly. Um, that's lockdown for you, uh, Zach. What have you What have you been up to in lockdown? Uh, work? God, honestly, not much. Yeah, I've been working. <laughs> just it's it's weird because the time has lost all relevance in lockdown, and so like mm. uh, you know, I'll wake up and I typically like go for a run or something in the morning, and I start I start working way earlier than I usually do, and I end working much later than I usually do. Mm. And so there's been a lot of nights where it's like eight thirty, and it's I'm looking around like. Okay, well, what now? Um, but uh, I did still manage to squeeze in about 160 hours of Animal Crossing. Um, so, so just squeeze that in. Just squeeze that. In. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I managed to get that in there, and I did. I did play through Final Fantasy VII and finish that. The remake. Oh, I'm about um, halfway, I think. <sighs> Cardi, let me tell you, it's good. Oh, you're in for a ride. Uh, I just uh, just got out. I just did the dress up bit in Wall Market and defeated yeah. that big thing in the sewer. So that's where I yeah. am. Yeah, it's good great. stuff. Uh man, yeah. I I'm sure we'll talk about it more in the show, but yeah, that's mm. that's where my head has been at for the last few days. And then I've been watching a lot of television shows, I've been catching up on a lot of programs. So Oh. Mm-hmm. What are you, what are you watching? Of... You well, took a um, coffee. I'm sorry. You it feels like we were meant okay. to film. <laughs> uh I uh I made my way through at the very beginning, I made my way through all, all of Castlevania. Oh, uh, I've not watched a the, single the I haven't series. watched it. So I watched yeah. the first season when it came out, and I was pretty lukewarm on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people that I know and respect, you know, have said that oh, it gets so much better. It's like really great. And so I went back through and watched uh, the second and third season. That show kicks ass. It's so good. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm a big Castlevania guy to begin with. And so like it was just like there's so many Easter eggs littered throughout that show for Castlevania fans. And like, that's what I was going to ask. Cause I'm yeah. not a Castlevania person at all. Will yeah. I still like it? Yeah, I think so. Because it, it, it tells stories based on a couple of different Castlevania games, but not necessarily like you don't need to know, like there, there's no prior knowledge necessary, mm. you know, like it, it's a perfectly fine standalone uh, yeah. work. Like, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, and I watched all of Devs, which is also brilliant. Is it? Um, does I, I need to start. Really, is it? Does it just stay really sad? Well, you're. Night? Oh yeah, it's it's very sad, and there's a lot of sad things that continue to happen to okay. a lot of different characters. But yeah, mm-hmm. you're because you're what? How many episodes funny. in, Joe? 
Uh, I three in, and then I stopped because I was like, "This keeps making me sad." <laughs> I and yeah. I really like it, and I really want to keep going with it. It's just not the mood I'm going for at the moment in my general it's, life. It's worth, it's worth the the sad. I feel like, okay, good. yeah, mm. uh, it's a show that, like, first of all, I love that it's a self contained eight episode arc. I think yeah. that that we need more of that. You know, mm-hmm. um, that kind of concise storytelling, and I'm I'm mostly lukewarm on Alex Garland. Um, but this is, I think that this is like bang on. I love Dev so much. I thought it was really, It just really started great. on BBC last week, didn't it? So yeah, so I think there's only been can one watch or it. two episodes here now. Yeah. But... We can legally watch it here. I was watching it, just... it legally. It was just through. I don't trust you. Means. Look at that moustache. You're not doing anything legally at the moment. Look, you're outnumbered by moustaches today. I'm not having this. You're yeah, right. But, yeah, but Zach looks great. Well, yeah, Ooh. obviously Zach looks great. Have you seen that? But I, I will say that Devs was, you know, a bummer enough that uh, I took a hard left after I finished that and I started watching What We Do in the Shadows. Which oh, I, yes. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, my God. I still haven't watched any of the TV show. I've yeah, that's, seen the film. But, yeah. It is hilarious. It's so funny. I love it. The the first um the first episode of what we do in the shadows was so similar to the film that I kind of convinced myself it wasn't going to be good and then yeah. literally the second episode onwards is just completely different all yeah. new stuff like, it's amazing and, yeah yeah oh, the episodes where they're going into like the local council to try and get take over their the borough and stuff is just like it's unbelievable yeah, it's, it's so yeah it's so so funny and they have like such great guest stars throughout that show yeah. Yeah, oh, mm. yeah the the proper vampire council one without giving anything away. There are some people in that cast to appear. Some is of it them s- by Skype. Yeah, I've uh, I've. This is probably not the greatest thing, but I've taken to uh, describing a lot of people as Colin Robinsons. <laughs> you know, like there, are, there are a lot of people in my day to day life that I now recognize as a real Colin Robinson type. Few energy <laughs> vampires hanging mm-hmm. around. That's right. It's season two. Just start. I yeah, right? there's, I think there are two or three episodes into season two. I'm almost done with the first season. I've watched like one episode a day during dinner, and it's been delightful. I might catch up on that because I need something. I think like you guys, I need something lighthearted because I've been rewatching The Wire, which is hardly a laugh. Yeah. And I'm going to go on to catch up with Ozark as well, which is hardly a laugh. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, you know I live in a pit of misery. Well, yeah, <laughs> Just a, do, a do, constant do, state of sorrow. Meetings yeah. from your bed every day. Well, he hardly, hardly <laughs> gotten up. I'm, I'm on my large beanbag today with my laptop on my bed, so it's a different view for everyone. That's right? fair. I do like it. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's a bit more professional. Beanbag to bed. Have you guys? Have you in this lockdown time? Have you settled on a a definite like set look for your streaming system? Like, you know, obviously you've got your coat rack and stuff mm. in the background. Cardi's in front of his. Mm-hmm. his uh wardrobe wardrobe, wardrobe. There, yeah and i've got this, this this my room back here yeah uh, do you guys have you did you shift around a lot trying to figure out like what looks best or i is haven't it just, moved like, a thing nice so i i uh i've got a computer in us the only space it will fit in my tiny flat and so yeah. it sits there but what i've gradually been doing is making it less of a terrible place physically for me to work mm-hmm. so I, I, because for the first three weeks of lockdown, I just had a deck chair. I was just mm-hmm. working on a deck chair like I was at the beach, and it turns out deck chairs are shit for your back. Like, it really, Joe's bed. That's why I've been spending a lot I, less time in bed. I feel like other people really notice their bodies uh, telling them things more than me. Like, 
when people like this is a, an extreme example, but you know when people say <laughs> occasionally tell you that they're like regular. And they just know when they shit. I don't pay any attention to when I shit. I don't know what's coming out of me. I don't look at it. I don't inspect it. Well, it comes out. It goes away. I don't think about that event ever again. I can tell you, you're yeah. definitely irregular. Yeah, probably. But I like was working on this deck chair for a while. And suddenly, I got up one day. I was like, fuck, my shoulders feel like I've been attacked. And I, it took me like a day to work out why that would have happened. Yeah, I can feel it in my lower ignorant. back. That's that yeah. bed life. The lower when, back. Yeah, the bed life. You don't want that bed life. No. When we moved to work from home, uh, you know, our tech ops team sent out a bunch of stuff for folks that are like regulars on podcasts and things like that. So like they sent me this giant crane arm and a microphone and a preamp and, you know, all this like uh, you know, podcasting equipment so that I could participate in NVC and news games and more and stuff like that. And I had to tell them, I was like, I live in a San Francisco apartment. I don't even have a desk to put this <laughs> stuff on. Like, I don't know. I don't know what you want me to do with these giant, like microphone accoutrement because like, I, I have nowhere to put this stuff. Like I'm right now, my setup, my laptop is on top of my hi-fi. And so <laughs> I just like, Ooh. yeah, I'm just really trying to make it work here. Yeah. It's, you do realize like, stuff offices make sense after a while <laughs> like yeah. i just look at it i look at my room i'm like oh, i haven't thought about this at all. when i watch uh next gen console watching stuff they've mm. got like tvs behind them with the right logos on and it all looks like really mm. put together like, how mm. have you moved everything in your life to make this work like you say i think it's quite quite good that from the start we never tried to look professional with our podcast or even look yeah. like anything which is good about being audio only so yeah. we we just don't care yeah, we don't we can, need to deal with this. As long as we're comfortable and we sound good. Well, that's it. I, I mean, the, the closest I've come to having to do anything is pulling the duvet behind me over me, and then I've got a better sound studio situation. And that's <laughs> it. That's my entire... My I entire might go down to the shed and try the acoustics in there one day. Have really talk, see what we're cooking up We have talked about your there. shed on the... Oh, we've talked about the shed a lot. Did we yeah, ever figure much, out what yeah. was inside there? Yeah, I went in. Yeah, um, there's a nice little sit- setup. I'm thinking about getting a Wi-Fi booster so I can use it as a little mini office. It is nice. insane to me that yeah. you're speaking like someone put it there without your permission. Like, that's a nice little setup. Like, yes, your family made it. Yeah. Why don't you well, know what's in your own house? I do. I do now. I know what I like and I like what I know. And do you know what I have been liking a lot of? Oh, the Last go. Dance on Netflix. Oh, it's the, good. Um, the new multi-part series about the 97 to 98 Chicago Bulls. Mm. Uh, a, a lot of people, and including me, mistook it as a Michael Jordan documentary. It's not real. It, he heavily features, but it's about that team and that season, really. Mm. And the first two parts are on Netflix over here at the moment. I don't know the situation in the US. I think they're out weekly. Is it I think it's in ESPN. Yeah. Um, I, but it, must, it must be out because I see a lot of people in our office tweeting about it and stuff. So yeah. I, I, yeah, people must be watching it mm. here. I, I'm not a sports aficionado, but would you recommend it to folks that are, it's just know? a really good documentary. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I feel like it helps to have an interest in sport, but it's it still, it's about, more, it feels more like an interpersonal, like almost like a business thing. Like yeah. it's more about, well, so far it's more about the fact that like that place, despite being so successful was so badly run from a personal aspect. Mm. They're like and and just and, full of like maniacal egos, and you've but, got someone like Michael Jordan who basically transcends sport anyway. So it's not really 
as much about the like they don't get any into technical sports talk really yeah. it's just a really it's netflix produced it's just a great documentary so That's far it. basically i i i just like sports documentaries in general and in, p- particularly right now when i can't fill my life with any other sport and this gen- genuinely my knowledge of michael jordan primarily comes from space jam and like <laughs> it's, it's a it's a better grounding than you'd think because like larry bird turned up in this show and i was like he's in space jam as well he must also please don't tell me that's only how you knew larry bird no i know i I know okay please in a general way but (laughs) joe 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 keeps waiting for wayne knight to show up in the documentary Uh, (laughs) that's where i learned when's marvin the martian what about other famous (gasps) hoopsman wayne knight (laughs) well bill murray going is in my head forever wayne knight it taught me the word peccadillos in that film space jam was big for me uh, mm. it's, it's maybe a, it's due a rewatch. Um, uh, it's just come on Netflix to go with the last night. Uh, it with the last it night, has, which is mad. I might watch that actually. Um, but yeah, it's just it, we're getting two parts every Monday. I believe is it? It's eight or ten parts. I can't it's remember. 10, it I might think. be. I think it's ten. So we've got five weeks worth of that. But I will be consuming them all within two hours of release, probably because yeah. I'm a fiend. You are a fiend. And I will dunk every shot and get two points from every layup because that's the kind of power forward I am. Wow. Um, it seems to me like you really know a lot about basketball, Cardi. <laughs> <laughs> I will oh, yeah, dunk I every know. shot and get two points for every layup. <laughs> you should As see me. <laughs> you should that see was me. the style at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should see me alley-oop. <laughs> Uh, but in the meantime i'll watch michael jordan do it because he's probably better than me i i like it's a very low you know it's a very easy point but fuck me he could jump it's (laughs) absolutely insane when you look at him jump it doesn't it looks unreal it looks Uh, cgi it's bizarre my dad was a huge basketball is a huge basketball fan, and when when I was a kid, we went and saw the Chicago Bulls play the Kings uh, when Jordan was playing, and I remember that same sort of revelation because, like, even as a seven or eight year old, it just looked like he was jumping halfway across the court. Like it was just, <laughs> I, I remember just being totally blown away as a kid, just like, how can a human being do that? Like that is just yeah. Nuts. I'm very that's jealous because that's one of those, despite not being a huge basketball fan. Being able to say you saw Michael Jordan play yeah. basketball is a cool thing to say. Yeah. But, yeah. Just like I'll be able to say I saw Messi play once, which yeah. I'm always going to be that very grateful good. for. Um, Messi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Messi's good, isn't he? He's all right. <laughs> um, do you know what? I've, I've not quite rediscovered a love for basketball since I never had one in the first place, but I have rediscovered a love for rock band. Oh, oh, I was thinking about ordering I, Guitar Hero 3 today. Yeah, I got my rock band uh, out and my PS3 out from my wardrobe, which is behind me, uh, for the first time in about two years. And I forgot how fun those games are. I well, love you, rock band. You only have rock band available to you as opposed to... I have Guitar Hero as well. I have like pretty much all of them on PS3. Uh, but I've been playing first. through Rock Band 3 and Beatles Rock Band because good songs on there, in it. Mm. good songs on that uh good band um although you know great songs not the most fun rock band songs to play because 
you know that you're not doing too much at times <laughs> but uh, they're just great songs I don't feel play, like the drum parts are exciting mm. play the Ooh. beatles rock band uh play bass on every song and put it to expert and then yeah. tell me how hard it is bass, yeah bass bass is bass is better than some guitar. of those bass lines are insane yeah yeah oh but um i also played the green day one which i just played through the whole of dookie because why yeah. wouldn't you mm. yeah that one Fair is enough. hard i'll tell you that um I haven't got the microphone out yet, though, but I'm kind of fancying it. Maybe, maybe I'll do a live stream. Maybe I'll sing the whole of Dookie live. Is this like you you doing <laughs> alley to yourself? You're also doing karaoke by yourself. This is what I've become now. I'm, I might buy a basketball hoop for the garden and mm-hmm. my own personal karaoke set. Into it. And just live stream me doing dunks and songs. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, if you did dunks and songs simultaneously on a live stream, I think you would be world famous. Like, I think, I think if people could watch you get better at dunks over time, like over a course of weeks in lockdown, I think you would become world famous. Yeah, yeah I, I think just you're get a little something. clip. Just get a little clip mic on me, or maybe yeah. a mic inside the ball, so like what? I could sing <laughs> "Welcome to Paradise" while dunking. Well, but no, then you have this weird phaser effect as the ball like uh, moves. Maybe on the hoop then. So yeah. I can only sing a line when I'm dunking. Yeah, so I think the mic is on the loop. Hoop. This is but then all the lyrics. All the lyrics have to be about basketball. So when you go up, you're oh, like, okay. "When I dunk around." Yeah, you know? there we go. <laughs> uh, also, that's the only one I got. I, I was going to suggest put it on a hoop, but I was going to say hoop as a boom, and then I realized hoop as a boom is definitely the name of the channel that you would start. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there you go. Simon Cardi's hoop is a boom. There we go. Uh, <laughs> this week. Stay tuned next week for my, it's called Dunks and, Dunks and Songs. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll come up with something better than that. Hoop is but... a boom. That's it. Yeah. yeah okay. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Don't overlook uh, the gold I'm giving you, Cardi. <laughs> the hoop may have to be very low because I can knee jump. Like Michael Jordan, I can jump. I want to put that there. I can physically jump. <laughs> I haven't got lead feet. Prove but, it. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> this is going well. Um, <laughs> uh, I've also been playing Final Fantasy VII. Like I said, I'm mm-hmm. very much enjoying it. I've now got a good grasp on the combat. There was one boss. I don't know if it does it count as spoilers. I'm not going to spoil it just in case for people, but it's in the Coliseum in War Market, the final boss you have to fight. Yeah, He took me like three times. That's the right. first time I've really caught myself having to properly scramble and roll for about a minute trying to get an item to pop because I haven't got, I haven't got me a- ATB. I, I just don't have got it. So have you played <laughs> the original? Uh, I've played the first hour. Okay. So... <laughs> That that final boss is like a big fan favorite, that boss in the Coliseum. Mm. Yeah. And I was so excited to see it, but it's also like my least favorite boss in the game because it's the most annoying, I feel like. Oh, mm-hmm. I've just realized I know exactly what this boss is because yeah. everyone keeps He's talking about it. He's just a random enemy in the original. But yeah, yeah he yeah. has this form that he turns into in like the second or third phase where he basically yeah. is just invincible. And it's just mm-hmm. like, well... Let's have to dodge for a minute then and wait. And you're just chipping away, you know, two or three hit points yeah. at a time. It just took me forever yeah. to beat him. But, uh, I've got past it. And that that combat system took, 
Yeah, the combat system took me a while to understand as well. I think that, you know, they don't do a great job of telling you or illustrating like just how often you need to switch characters or how much mm-hmm. you should be b- relying on your entire party. So I feel yeah, like for the there were a lot less. Chapters, yeah. Mm. I feel like for the there first few chapters. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we got caught there. It's fine. Mm-hmm. We are over the internet. This will happen. Um, yeah, I kind of it caught me off guard how little they think for themselves, really. Like, you have to switch between them to, like, move them out the way of attacks one by one sometimes, otherwise they really? really just fall. That yeah, like, they're not, annoying. they don't think by themselves as much as you want. But once you're used to that, it's not necessarily a problem. Once you realise that, it just adds an extra layer to it, I think. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you don't, yeah, you have to control them all as a party. You can't just stick with one person and hope for the best. I, it, I wish that there was some kind of, like, gambit system for your side characters uh, or your secondary characters like in 12 final fantasy 12 where like you can set up like oh you know if this is happening then your character should be doing this so that when you switch to them they've generated some atb so that you can do more attacks mm-hmm. because for the most part like i found myself switching to characters and getting angry with them like what have you been doing over here you don't have any atb yeah, i know what you mean they're kind of just hanging around <laughs> yeah, yeah and uh i forget i think it was in the honest trailer uh for the remake they did a really funny bit where they showed you know they were talking about the combat system and they were illustrating like what characters are doing while you're controlling one character and it was just barrett walking backwards and blocking the whole time <laughs> just in the background i was like well that's not helping anybody like um <laughs> I have a lot of like minor annoyances with the game, but I think that it out charms all of those annoyances. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the characters and world building in that game are so good that it's easy to kind of gloss over the yeah. stuff that is I'm, it's annoying. It's the is most it's, fun, like pure fun I've had with a game in a while. It's just fun to play. It's like it's the first game since Breath of the Wild that I finished, and I immediately thought I could restart that right now. Like I could go back to the top mm-hmm. and play this again, top to bottom. Like it, I. I have a complicated relationship with Final Fantasy VII. Like, I loved it as a kid, but I went back to it as an adult and decided that it actually kind of sucks. Like, I, I think it's a boring. I think the original is boring and the story is poorly told. Um, but man, I'm obsessed with this remake. I spent the last couple of evenings like looking up theories and lore videos and stuff after having finished, <laughs> and I've been texting poor Tamor from GameSpot. I feel like he's probably annoyed with me at this point because I'm just constantly texting him about like, what about this thing? Have you considered this? And he's like, yeah, mate, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Leave me alone. Is this combat system how you'd want Final Fantasy to be from now on? Does it feel like um, it feels good for this game? I am, when it comes to RPGs, I do prefer a turn-based game more. Um, but as far as these style of action, more action RPG, this one works for me. And yeah, I'd play. I definitely like. Yeah, definitely the next part should play like this. Be mad if they oh, yeah, went yeah. to turn based on the next one. That would be funny though. Yeah, but... I mean it would really <laughs> piss people off, and I'd love it. I, I think it's much. It's a much more active system than Persona Five, but it's a much like. But it's it it's much more active than Persona Five, and it's less passive, if that makes sense, than Fifteen. Um, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's funny. Like the the combat system is this weird amalgam of a bunch of different Final Fantasy combat systems. I feel like mm. you know there there is some kind of turn based strategy in there, in that you have to build up a gauge to 
allow your characters to perform certain acts. Um, but then you're also juggling things like there's a lot of meters going up, you know, you're also juggling things like stagger and pressure and things like that. And they all like, they all kind of work together to make something that I think is like one of the most brilliant combat systems in an RPG that I've seen in a long time. I really, yeah. by the time I got the hang of it, you know, by the end of the game, I was doing things in boss fights, which the boss fights in this game are absolutely nuts. Um, hmm. So cinematic and huge and just like really crazy. But, you know, I was doing yeah. things that I was literally like, standing up like yes this rules i can't believe i'm doing this like it's great yeah yeah once you get to the hang of it and you realize you don't like certain noises you know when a bar's filled up as well you don't even have to look in the corner sometimes you're just noticing audio cues like when it all comes together it feels amazing and yeah i just i'm having a lot of fun with it but i'm taking my time a bit as well i'm only really playing like an hour a day and just kind of savoring it i don't really mm. want to rush through it i'm in mm. no need to rush at all we've got a lot of time on our hands <laughs> so <laughs> i'm just kind of taking it easy but that's also because i've been playing a ridiculous amount of warzone still yeah uh, we both i think me me joe uh Krupa, and our friend gary we played about three to four hours last night yeah it was a long old time it was meant to be quick yeah. for me i felt quite bad <laughs> i'm, we, I'm uh, monopolizing the tv we got we got a we got a win yesterday lunchtime. We got a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth last night. We were we, we're getting to grips with this game. I feel like we know how to do well at it now, and yeah. that doesn't even just rely on us being good at shooting either. Because I can not... win by being sneaky. Uh, I'm still <laughs> very my... very bad, uh, and it's a constant. Oh, don't. It's a constant worry for me. But don't put yourself down. What I will say, I've, I've mentioned this on Twitter, and I think at some point we'll probably put together a, a stupid compilation of it. But I have been really trying to say something uh, stupid or cool before every sniper shot or RPG. Yeah. <laughs> that really adds a lot. Like, it I makes keep... the game a lot worse. But fuck me, it's funny when it works. That's the thing. I kind of, yeah, I'm trying to get that balance. Because whenever there is an opportunity to do something good, I just switch off and fully focus and actually mm. try and shoot people. That I forget to do the funny thing. And then when I try and say something funny, I just die. Yeah. And it's, I want that. And I'm not going to cheat and dub them. I saw your clip on Twitter yesterday, Joe, and I, mm. I wanted to ask you about it because what do you say before you're shooting people? I say, Shaba! Yeah, <laughs> <Which okay. laughs> I think uh, from some sort of dance hall anthem. I can't actually remember where I've heard Shaba from. I know uh, it from uh, Peter K's Phoenix Nights. Uh, oh, the DJ yeah. shouts Shaba. Could be that. So. It's, it's, you know, it's just your cool DJ thing to shout. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I've got another clip of me firing an RPG, and just before I do it, I panic, and all I say is, "Join a club." <laughs> a club? What? Just club? a club? Oh, no. uh, the so dead club? I had a good one. Where I got someone's armor, but I didn't kill him, so I can't use the clip where I did say, uh, "Have a pint of this." Yeah, uh, it would have been good. What was it? It stemmed from Gary's one where he just said, "This was it. This is war, you stain." <laughs> and <then> just yeah, it's <laughs> really aggressive. Oh, it's very uh, good. I liked it. Oh. It's just that's the funny thing about this game is even when you don't win, there's either like a blockbuster action moment, which is generally exi genuinely exciting, or be just something hilarious happens. This is, this is the only Battle Royale I've put any amount of time into, and it's because it's the Battle Royale that lets me be shit and still do fun things. And, like, mm. that's all I want out of those games, because I just don't enjoy 
constantly being bad at something. Mm. And I have no I think, desire to get better at anything in my life. I think Apex <laughs> slightly beats it for me still, but I tell you, Warzone is catching up at yeah. a pace for being my Battle Royale choice. Have you played many Battle Royales at all? Zach, are you into it? Uh, I played kind of an embarrassing amount of Fortnite for a while. Like, especially mm-hmm. around the time that it came to Switch, because like I'm really bad at shooters to begin with, but mm-hmm. uh, I had played a fair amount on PlayStation, and then when it came to Switch, I was like, okay, I'm pretty good at this by comparison. So I played a lot of Fortnite on Switch, um, and then I've played um, I played a lot of Overwatch in my life, which is not a battle royale. Mm-hmm. I realize now that you've now that I've answered that question, but um, <laughs> uh, and I, I played a decent amount of Apex, and I like Apex, but I'm so bad at it that it hurts to play like that's the thing i, I want to be better about it i, I want to mm. be better at it and i want to win and i'm just like all the hours that i've played in apex i've still never won around yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a shame i know, <laughs> I know. Um, embarrassing. that didn't mean to sound as condescending as that did. no it's all right um, <laughs> but i do think apex is probably the better built game uh in comparison to warzone but i don't think you, in apex you don't get those funny moments that you do in in Warzone. I'm enjoying it. It's too lot. tense. I think Apex is too tense to be like really funny. Like I always feel panicked when I'm <laughs> when I'm playing Apex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas Warzone. Harmless fun. Harmless oh. bit of war. Mm-hmm. I just uh, I saw the light on your face change just then as you were looking at a different tab on your computer and I want to know what that was. Oh, it was just to see what you were going to talk about next. <laughs> I'm excited you, to, you to hear about it. You so clearly lost concentration. <laughs> uh, I did. I did want to ask you. I played a few rounds of Warzone, and uh, mm. I, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on the Gulag. What do you think of the Gulag? I, I love the Gulag. I think it's amazing. I absolutely really? love it. It Mainly makes me laugh I so much. Eight times out of ten, it makes me feel great. Ah, that's but, it. We, uh, so we played a lot of gunfight and i genuinely think that's helped because it helped it's taught us that map and it's also taught us like a, the kind of notional ideas that you need to bring into it and mm-hmm. so i'm winning i win more gulag than i'd win kill anyone inside the actual game um, okay so yeah, i like that it counts thing. towards your kill count as well in the main game so you'll if you win the gulag you've always at least got a kill in the always game a pleasure nice yeah yeah, yeah. You said it's that as if you don't like the gulag, Zach. I, I just like it. Just it's all it's all it's all rich tapestry because I'm I'm bad at shooters and I panic and I feel like that the gulag is a next an, another level of that sort of panic where it's like <laughs> oh it's just me and one other person. I played I played around a couple of rounds with my my girlfriend just in the room and I died multiple times in the gulag and she was like oh you're bad at this <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, very, I'm like, really bad at this it's kind of like the end of the game in mm-hmm. miniature form because it's just one-on-one it's like the last circle if it was one-on-one right. exactly you get that moment every game really mm-hmm. and i don't know it just it feels good when you win it does feel good i just i like the i like that it's sort of a gambit like it's this feeling of look, you're going to be dead anyway, so we'll give you one more chance. And I kind of appreciate that as a bad player in the first place. Like, Mm -hmm. I like being given another chance. And I just think it's funny. Like, it's Mm -hmm. such a bizarre thing that it's just like, yeah, you died over there, but now you're over here in a prison (laughs) and you're going to have to fight with people throwing rocks at you. It's like stupid 
like Arnold Schwarzenegger movie bullshit. Oh, there's so I'm much sure. stupidity. Just like my character at the moment is shirtless Igor, who's oh. basically modelled on shirtless Putin, yep. and he has tattoos everywhere. He has the Kremlin on his back. He has <laughs> two eyes over his nipples, so his yep. nipples are his pupils. Nice. And and I and I've now got him a dog. So he's, yeah. That is good. I've fierce. got. We we all play as Yegor in some form. Uh, not like that's not a philosophy, a life philosophy I have. That's <laughs> what we do in our games of Warzone. Um, but I've, some, what, you know, you might say there's a little Yegor in all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember if we talked about this last week, but uh, the Yegor that wears a tracksuit top—that tracksuit top oh, is the yeah. most uh, like well animated bit of fabric I've seen in any video game in my life. It's incredible. I just <laughs> want to put it out there. Ooh. There we go. Uh, what what else have you been doing this week, Joe? Uh, well, let me tell you. If there's one thing that I love in my normal tell life, me. it's watching long form improv, uh, and that's what I like. Middle ditch. That's kind of what Warzone is, really, isn't it? It is it's long form improv. improv. You're absolutely right. Um, do you do you know Ben Schwartz and Thomas mm-hmm. Middleditch, the oh, comedian yeah. yes. men? Uh, mm-hmm. They just released on Netflix this three show uh, series of them doing hour-long improvs, but not like the sort of classic theatre student swapping idea, like swapping constantly what they're doing. It's just they take one suggestion from the crowd, they talk to someone for five minutes, and then they improvise an entire hour-long show based on it. And it is A, fucking astonishing that anyone can do that in the first place, and B, it's basically just watching two extremely funny people do made-up stand-up for an hour and just pissing themselves laughing at each other not knowing what the the references they're making to their own stuff from earlier in the show and having to remember it halfway through and it's just like it's it's the nicest little shot of stupid joy on Netflix amid like fucking Tiger King and watching devs and all this stuff it's just I just pissed myself for three hours watching two idiots jump around it's brilliant I love I've, it so uh, much I've never seen either of those two do stand up I've only ever seen them in shows yeah. So. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they're like as well, Middle Ditch is a weird one because most people have seen him from Silicon Valley where he's playing like this incredibly mm-hmm. understated, like worried man. Whereas as a comedian in real life or normal life, he's fucking bizarre and like an amazing mimic. He's got lots of uh Wow. Like he can really do accents as well. Um and so he's just like a completely different type of character to who you would expect him to be. And he plays off Ben Schwartz's like bizarre john ralphio energy really well um because he's constantly slightly bemused by him which is really good it's just fun watching someone react to ben schwartz being a maniac uh yeah it's really good hmm. i feel That's like it. ben schwartz i feel like ben schwartz is having a real <laughs> moment right now yeah you know, oh, that I, I don't think anybody I, yeah i was gonna say i don't think anybody could have anticipated or, or did anticipate sonic being this like tremendous success and then he did this like string of incredible press on off of sonic and mm. now this stuff like i feel like he's really set himself up to be some a much bigger deal in the next you know year or so which it's is great be... because like i love him i think he's so funny yeah i know him mostly from like web series from 10 okay. years ago when he was with like jake and amir and stuff and now yeah. he's just like a proper superstar it's really cool mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i've also played some mountain blade um which mm. is or mountain blade 2 because i played mountain blade years ago but only because my brother on a holiday in turkey got a laptop out and went look at this star wars mod and it was just mountain blade except you were all star wars people and you took over tatooine and shit um and 
so that was really my reference point for it and i'd kind of forgotten it was this like grand weird strategy game about medieval kingdoms and building up from being one person to having an army and it's still really good but it's bizarre that the the sequel is essentially a straight like it's exactly the same game it just looks nicer there's almost i just there's very little new about it very little knowledge of this series is it just a first person medieval is it multiplayer it's uh, i think it can be multiplayer but the main bit that most people play is a campaign and so the campaign is you start off as one guy and you go and like there's barely a story to it, but the idea is basically you go from one person to getting a whole warband of people to getting an army to taking over kingdoms and stuff. So it's like an overworld map like Total War, except when you go into those battles, you are playing as your character commanding the army. Um, and those mm-hmm. battles can be hundreds of people uh, at once, and they can be sieges, and you know, you're know get you're having to set up like archers and horsemen and all that stuff. Um, okay. So it's, so it's got the vibe of Total War, except you're in the battles. Yeah, that's what um, I was going to say. It's Total War, it kind of mixed with Battlefront, and like kind yeah, of it's got some of that. Uh, yeah, it's really fucking cool. Um, like it's in early access at the moment, which means there's not actually a lot beyond just get better, get bigger, take over more places. Um, yeah. but I'm kind of excited by the idea of having quests to do and directing you a bit more rather than just get more men. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's really cool. Like, it's a properly fun thing. And, like, I am excited for the mods because someone will do Star Wars, someone will do Game of Thrones. And, like, it's just going to be pick your own setting and mess about with it and have fun with that. I'm I'm that really excited. Game also sounds prime for some great voice acting as well. There must be some good yells. And it's, I yeah, imagine Yigor would fit right in. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite good as good as Mordhau, if you remember oh, the uh, incredible remember screams in. If you never watched our Mordhau Let's Play. Uh, the birth of quivering beef boy. Yeah, that's it's weird. It it's weird that that, that never took well. off. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, understand why people wouldn't click Maud How the Birth of Quivering Beef Boy on YouTube. <laughs> it's one of the greatest. It's one of the greatest let's plays of all time. It, <laughs> I, it's it's a let's play that had me in tears from like start to finish. It's so funny. Yeah, I I can't believe that didn't pick up either. To be honest, we need yeah. to repromo that. Yeah, yeah, maybe put it up as pro level Mordhell play and then see how people react. <laughs> but the funny thing is, am I allowed to? Uh, can I say that? I don't know. I'm going to say it. Um, it was quite funny. I was because I played that game. And if you notice me playing that game in the Let's Play, I was atrocious at it and mm. was laughing at the game the whole time. Um, as we were making that video, I was asked if I'd want to review that game. And then I referred to that Let's Play and went, I don't think I'm the man for this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because if you watch that let's play and then read my review you'd go i do not trust this man's opinion on this game whatsoever (laughs) but that was a funny little moment uh i'm gonna watch that back because i haven't watched i never really watch back stuff i'm in because i hate my voice but same i want to watch that just because i do remember it being very funny yeah Uh, it's definitely yeah it's one of the Probably one of the biggest wastes wastes of professional time I've ever put in, uh, and, I, and I love it for that. <laughs> yeah, that we also had a quap for tongues. Yeah, that never oh, took off. Yeah. yeah, that didn't work out. No, it's and not we good. had our little mini tab series. That was when we were just playing around. Really, <laughs> there's another uh, word for it. Just Remember? trying some stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's experimentation. Th- throwing allowed. stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. <laughs> While all yeah. the paymasters aren't awake. That's right. what we're doing. 
Talking about paymasters, Tom Nooks dropped a big update. Yeah. Did you actually, like, I know they've done the Animal Crossing update and there's like bushes and stuff. Uh, I haven't got any of that yet. I turned it on. It's not there. Oh, Leaf's there for me, having a lovely time. A little what? With, with a clown's mm-hmm. face. you got to update. Um, yeah, you've oh, got to do an update. Not? I'm going to do it now. Go on, then. Oh. Um, uh, but the big yeah. one, did you see the mad thing they've done to interest rates? <laughs> no. So, no. apparently, people were putting money... I didn't know you got interest on your savings in that game. At, That's at the end of the month, yeah. If you put your money in, in, a, in the bank at the end of the month... Uh, yeah it'll roll over and you earn it's it's a really low interest rate like i did it in march and i think i made like four thousand bells like it's not so i think I, what people were doing is earning like a few million bells through turnips putting it in their savings and then time skipping like half a century oh yeah 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 and then they just have infinite money um so uh, they've lo- so the bank boring. of nook has officially lowered its interest rates and you get a letter when you turn on the game saying, sorry, our interest rates have, rates have lowered. And you're like, is this actually doing like quarantine stuff? While we're in? I so still weird. haven't sold my turnips this week, and I should, because uh, I don't want to lose money. For those stressing out about it, turnip.exchange is a website that will solve a lot of your problems. I made 5 million okay. bells this week. I feel great. Holy shit. Oh. Yeah, I, made, great. I made 2.1 and felt like a very rich man. So mm, It's pretty good. I've paid off all my loans. It's brilliant. I'm going to make Top Wonga. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, um, please do. <laughs> I'm excited by the bush. Yeah. yeah there <laughs> are lo- there's lots of different shrubs that yeah. I'm looking forward to. This, this is the most baffling thing to me about this update is like all the stuff that they said that they were going to bring back. Like they're going to expand the museum. They're going to have all of these themed mm. days and stuff. Everyone's like, "Oh, now there's shrubs. We're gonna get shrubs." It's yeah. like yeah, I couldn't give less so of exciting. a shit about shrubs. Like, <laughs> oh, give me all that fake art shrub. that Red gives me on his little ship. That's why I'm, 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 yeah, I'm gonna put I'm all that counterfeit that. art in my house like yes. as fast as I can. I just yeah. want a whole room that's dedicated to counterfeit art. I love it. It's so good. I <laughs> I was trying to explain. So my girlfriend's just started playing Animal Crossing for the first time, uh, like ever, um, mm-hmm. and. I was trying to explain Red to her yesterday. I was like, he's essentially, he's an art forger who simultaneously teaches you about real life art. And I suddenly realized, I think he's the best thing in Animal Crossing. He's so weird. Like whoever decided to make Red a person, if you don't know, essentially this man, this weird fox turns up on your island every so often and tries to sell you fake art. Um, And you have to work out based on real life art if it's the real thing it's so good it's just an amazing idea yeah i'm very much looking forward to that and it turns out he turns up on your secret beach which i didn't realize everyone had i've just oh, yeah. yeah so i i've always thought what was the point of that tiny little bit of sand i have in my island mm. i put and two wheelchairs on it like people have been washed away like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i have to I... climb to get to mine i might remodel my island so it's mm. easy to get there that's really good <laughs> uh, uh, what else? There was others. There was um, something else I was interested by, and I've completely forgotten what it was in the update. Well, there's no Brewster's coffee shop, which is bullshit. Uh, everyone, see, yeah, because um, it's also my first Animal Crossing, so I've heard about the coffee shop, and I'm it's just nice. It. It's just a nice place. I would also like the comedy club to come back from the last one, New Leaf. Oh yeah, because um, mm. but that's where they taught you reactions and stuff, and you don't really need that anymore. Uh, yeah. Like a basketball hoop. 
So I can I think, shoot hoops and sing songs. Yeah, yeah. I think Brewster and a couple of those other places will make an appearance in later updates. I think it's pretty wild that they've rolled out this much, like they will have rolled out this much content for that game by June or July. And mm. I, I wonder, I talked about this a little bit on NBC this week, but like, I wonder if this is the pace that they're hoping to keep up for, you know, in perpetuity, oh, because damn, that's a lot of stuff that they've rolled out in the first few months. Yeah. If we look at what Nintendo's done with DLC before, I don't think this is going beyond Christmas. It's pretty wild because they also announced the Mario uh, Mario Maker update, and that's oh, yeah. you know, a final update, and that's within a year of release. Yeah, But then yeah. for things like Smash and Fire Emblem and uh, uh, Splatoon, you know, they had year-long, two-year work plans for that. So yeah, yeah I think it's pretty wild. I just can't, hmm. I can't fathom them because it's like fucking uh, Super Mario Odyssey just seemed like the most obvious DLC winner ever. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart 8. When they brought out the Switch one, I was like, oh, this explains why they barely did any DLC for the original. Nah, nothing for that. You know, I just don't understand where they, those feel like absolute cash cows to me. I don't know what's happened. It's weird. My, my theory about Odyssey is that they're saving that instead of DLC for Odyssey, they're just going to do... Uh, a surprise Odyssey two in the same vein as Galaxy and Galaxy two. Yeah, you know, I would. I I do. That would be fine. Yeah. Well, especially if we get those rumored Mario games this summer as well. Ooh, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I can finally play Galaxy and Galaxy two, which I never have before. <laughs> so, I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, do you know what else people should be looking forward to, Joe? Go on. Next week, mm. the biggest. Mashup since bolognese and tarts. Oh yeah, <laughs> we are doing more football content. Yes, which everyone loves. Well, Zach, you love our football content, don't you? Hey, so I wanted to say, um, you know, I've listened to every episode of the IGN UK podcast for several years, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I skip every football episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely fine. That's the tr- yeah. true of a lot of people, but yeah. several people like those episodes tens of people yeah (laughs) dozens of us and um someone a man who on twitter at the moment goes by the name nando's calrissian which i am a big (laughs) fan of um tweeted or tweeted in general in march saying the dream quarantine content in the absence of football a team up between ign uk and football ramble which is a very good football podcast that involves the IGN lads playing football manager while the Ramble lads analyze and discuss simulated matches like they would with real matches. So we've done that. We've uh, pretty much done that. We've Bear got... in mind, these guys are pretty much the best. And are, they're pretty much the most successful football podcast in the world. Yeah. So it's so, a yeah, colossal, Good on them for doing this with us, too. It's a waste of time <laughs> for them. But, so what we've, what we've got, uh, Cardi and I have played through the European Championships, which, if you don't know, were cancelled. Um, yeah. And we have played through, as England, uh, to, to to a point. Uh, and each match in that is being commentated on by two people, a, a rotating cast of two people from the Football Ramble. It is yep. mad. Like, I've been listening to the Football Ramble for about a decade, and it is so weird hearing them talk about our stupid choices. It's yeah. brilliant. And like properly commentary, I knew a lot about, and especially as someone like I'm not like 
I'm not a precious person, but when it comes to football, I like to think I know a lot. And <laughs> I'm not going to lie, when someone criticises my tactical nous, it hurts deeply. Mm. And and when that someone is Marcus Speller from the Football Ramble, it really <laughs> fucking hurts. <laughs> I respect his opinion a lot. Uh, but, you know, who will... You know, it's it was it, it's been really fun to work on, and I finished it in the first episode today. It will be as uh, barring no hiccups, it will be coming out next Wednesday, the first yeah. part, and then the second part the day after on Thursday. So, and that's like, it will be that will be a video, by the way, not in the podcast feed. Yeah, because it doesn't really work as a podcast. Um, yeah. We we wanted it to be, it just doesn't. Uh, but yeah. it's that's going to be like two hours of stuff as well. Like it's big. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. nice. And Look forward to thank that. you to the Football Ramble for being involved because what a bizarre yeah. thing to do. That's super cool yeah. that you guys get to work with uh, uh, a team like that that you you know have admired for so long. Like That's really, yeah, that's exactly. really rad. Good it, it's amazing. slightly bizarre. Yeah. And if they ever want us to commentate on them <laughs> playing FIFA, I'll happily do it and give them some tips. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, just don't really. We're just becoming friends. Oh, I like friends. Um, do you know what I love more than friends, though? Knowledge based quiz games. <laughs> Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it in the search? Joe, yes, you've got a quiz for us. I do, or more precisely, Luke Gorman has a quiz for us. Uh, Luke Gorman is from Belfast. He says, "Hi boys, love the show. Keep up the good work." Yada yada yada. I know Joe won't read this out. Fuck you. I've come up with a new endless <laughs> search quiz. Adam, <laughs> and hopefully a helpful automatic spreadsheet. Sold it. Ensemble oh, provides... Joe's a sucker for a spreadsheet. I love an automatic spreadsheet. I was working on one yesterday. It was hard work. Uh, <laughs> I've come up with a new endless search quiz and hopefully a helpful automatic spreadsheet. Ensemble it is called, and it provides a list of characters from a TV show. They can be recurring, minor, or major. The players mm-hmm. are to guess the show from the characters, with the show becoming easier to guess as the characters go from number one to number six. I like six. it. I like the it. points getting less as you go. There is also a link at the end that is worth five points. Ooh, I'm so, sorry if these are all British-based TV shows. I really hope they, that they're not. That thought just occurred to me. but They are not. You're <laughs> okay. fine. Uh, I'm pretty sure all of them are well-known. Got a clue known. there? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure all of them are well-known on both sides. Emma Dale. <laughs> Uh, let's start with, I think this is the easiest one. So we'll do this first. Oh, why hasn't that worked? There we go. Automatic spreadsheet working. Okay. Um, how are we going to do person going first? Or are we just going to do buzzing in? Do you want to buzz in? Yeah. If you, if you know sure. it, say it. Okay. Uh, the first person from this TV show is called Charles Minor. Mm. Oh, I feel like I know that, that name. That does ring a bell. Yeah. Mm. Charles. John. Give me the Roy name. Anderson. Say it again. Madman. Roy Anderson. It's not Madman. It's not. Roy Anderson. Charles Minor ring more of a bell. Joe Bennett. Oh. 
This is annoying. Daryl Philbin. The Office US. The Office US. (sighs) That's three points. I feel like I really should have got that one. I actually can't remember Charles Minor. That um, one really did ring a oh Joe, Joe Bennett, Joe Bennett. The, the owner of the uh, yeah the parent company right yeah uh, Joe Bennett was the first one on that oh, list he's Idris, he's Idris Elba's character oh is it yeah oh yeah uh, right okay show two three points to Cardi the, I think this is harder Ben Sullivan that could be anyone couldn't it really. Glenn Matthews. Madman. Nope. <sighs> okay. Glenn. Ted Buckland. Uh, King of the Hill? No. No. <laughs> Ted. Oh. Carla Espinosa. Oh. We're into major characters now. Yeah, I don't know. Cheers. Not cheers. Percival Cox. (laughs) I don't know if I've seen this show. I feel like I would have got it from that. That seems like. Is it Downton Abbey? It's not. I'm just trying to think of shows I haven't seen. (laughs) John Dorian. Oh, this is uh, Scrubs. Scrubs. Yeah, wow. right. yeah, I never, I never watched Scrubs. So no. oh, that's that's so JD. Good. That yeah. is JD. Mm, Percival yeah. Cox is hard because obviously you know him as Doctor Cox. So it's Dr. like Cox, yeah, yeah. Well, All right. Seems like I'm the real scrub here. Most of these, I will say, don't have the absolute star as the final one, and I think John oh, Dorian okay. is the only one. Actually, no, Jim Halpert was the end of. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, show three, it's 3 1 to Cardi. Bobby Newport. Oh, uh, Parks and Rec. Nice. Oh. That is a big win. Remind me who oh, Bobby Newport is. is. Bobby Newport is Paul Rudd's character. He's oh, the, yeah. He runs He runs a, against Leslie for mayor. Yeah. Yeah, he's the idiot mayor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the rest of that list was Bobby Newport, Ron Dunn, Donna Meagle, Mark Brandanowitz, Chris Traeger. And Ron Swanson. I just rewatched that show last year. I don't think I would have gotten it otherwise. Yeah. Knowledge Uh, is knowledge. Okay. That's that's what I have a tattoo of. (laughs) (laughs) Just a skull. Knowledge is knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge win for Cardi 7, for Zach 7 3 against Cardi. Uh, I think this is the hardest one. So let's do it. All right. Donald Dunn. Double D. Jack Barker. That sounds quite British. Yeah, a Peaky Blinders? No. Bullville Campfire? No. Uh, Russ Hanneman? Oh. oh. Rings about. Hanneman does sound familiar. Is that Madman? It's not. One of them's going to miss. Normal names just go with Mad Men. Like, uh-huh. I know. It's really like, weird. There's so many, so many little characters in Mad Men yeah. as well. Jan Yang. Jan Yang. Jan 
Jang Han. <laughs> I'm hung up on Hanuman. I feel like I know I, I know that name. Yeah. Dinesh Chugtai. Oh, uh, is this uh, uh, it- Silicon Valley? It is Silicon Valley. Oh, yes. I was just going to say. Oh. That is two points to Zach. The final one was Bertram Guilfoyle. Mm. Uh, I need to. That's 9-3. Got to have two fairly impressive wins from Cardi or a big link shout at the end. Oh, she said there's two more. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, there's a link as well. Actually, I'll tell you what, actually, there's one harder than that coming up. I forgot about Right, team show five. <laughs> good, good. Teddy Wells. Madman. <laughs> there is a Teddy. <laughs> Keith uh, Pembroke. Is that the UK office? No. It's so unfair because they're all just like normal ass names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kevin Cosner. Kevin Cosner. Yeah. Close. Doug Judy. Doug Judy? I don't know this show. I feel like you've neither of you have watched this show if you're not no. getting Doug Judy. Mm-mm. Adrian Pimento. <laughs> this is no ring no. of the bell. Nope. And Terry Jeffords. Nope. Oh, no. That's Brooklyn Nine-Nine, boys. Oh, oh yeah, that's a glaring that's a glaring uh, I, uh, omission on my part. I have yeah. watched the first, like, three or four seasons, to be fair. That's impressive <laughs> that you didn't get that. <laughs> I watched them years ago. <laughs> I love Doug Judy so much. Right, uh, final one, and I believe the hardest. So enjoy good. yourselves. <laughs> Katya Casanova. Wow. Hell of a name. Yeah, I'm just going to say Mad Men, because if it is that, it is, and I'll kill myself. I feel like we're contractually <laughs> obligated to guess Mad Men. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, catcher. I, I don't know. Mm-mm. Brett Buckley. Brett Buckley. Mm. I don't know if I've seen this show. That, that's a huge crux of this, isn't it? <laughs> It is a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say shows I haven't seen, like Prison Break, <laughs> Lost, Gil- no. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I would love for Catcher Casanova to be in Gilmore Girls. Nikolai Jackoff. <laughs> Come on, uh, Barry. No. I try to think something as uh, the Americans. No. Nikolai Jakov. That's a serious That has Russians. I don't know if this... It could just be a name. (laughs) Ray Gillette. Is this Mm. what we do in the shadows? I don't know. It's not. It's a a comedy. It's got to be a comedy. It is a comedy. Arrested Development? No. Pam Poovey. Archer? 30 Rock? It is Archer. Oh. Yes! Yeah. I haven't seen Archer. There's uh, some big holes here for me. <laughs> Nikolai Jakov, head of the KGB, is a <laughs> phrase that is stuck in my head forever. <laughs> 
That is 11-3 to Zach. It is impossible well for Cardi to come back. But Ooh. can you, <laughs> I'm guessing, no, uh, guess what the link is between Scrubs, Silicon Valley, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Office, Parks and Rec, and Archer? Uh, it's got to be some sort of shared producer or writer, but... They're all on Netflix. It's not. <laughs> Neither of those. I mean, there's every chance that there is actually some sort of shared producer or writer on all of these things. Uh, but that is not the link I've been given. Have they all got characters in some... Like, are they all in community or something? Oh, that would be a really good like... link. It is not that. Yeah. Uh... <sighs> Give you a few more seconds. They're all feature in pop star the movie. No, <laughs> I don't know. No idea. Nah, me, me neither. Plus, I've already buttoned this up, so that's fair. <laughs> Stars from these shows have all started their own podcasts. Ah, oh, Scrubs, Donald Faison, and Zach Braff started one recently. Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey do one oh, about the show themselves. Uh, not all of them are about the show oh, themselves, okay. actually. Uh, Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally do one. Kamal Nanjiani does loads. Chelsea Peretti does one, which I didn't know about and I will listen to immediately. And yeah. Aisha Tyler does one as well. Hmm. There you go. Fair enough. Yeah, I like that is. game a lot. I good think game. it is hard yeah. if you have not watched TV shows. That's a good one, yes. <laughs> I like yes. that one, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like I love the spreadsheet it works for film. It works for film. It works very well for film. Uh-huh. Uh, right. It's me in it for feedback. Yeah, let's get some feedback going. Of course, if you want to send in some feedback, it's IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. You uh, sound we had a like competi- you're going to cry. Oh, well, you know, such is life. I know that this experience is soon ending for us and another week's podcast will be in the books. So it's a Absolute sad day bollocks. You hate losing quizzes. Uh, it's nothing to, do, nothing to do with that. Um, <laughs> Sorry that I trounced you so thoroughly. Yeah. But, um, well, yeah, it was nice is- to have you on for the final time, Zach. Um, <laughs> we've got uh we ran a competition last week Joe. we did we are giving out 10 codes for murder by numbers on steam which is Ooh, nice. a good game uh mm. and we've got 10 winners uh we asked people to send in their detective names uh some of them are more detective than others we've just chosen our favorites so we'll just okay. go with those uh, uh from from sandy lamprey Detective Santos M. Languish. Is the M mystery? Who can say? I, I like that one a lot. Sandy Lamprey is also a great detective. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, again, Razor Levi. That's an amazing that's name. A great that's, not name. The, that's not the suggested detective name, because the suggested detective name was Just In Case. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Both good, though. Yeah. Jacob Bartnick. Again. Perfect. Yeah. All of these are quite good, except for someone called Jamie coming up. Uh, Jacob oh Bartnick. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Fris- Frisky Callahan PD. A lot of, lot of shade thrown at people named Jamie just then. Uh, if you, Okay, I'm sorry. If there was a new detective show starting and it was just called Jamie, would you watch it? No, you wouldn't. Depends, it depends who was playing Jamie. But if it was by, but if it was called Rain J, which is the next winner, who again, better detective name than the one they suggested, but that's fine. The Expector Extraordinaire Egbert. Obviously, this person <laughs> is an egg. It's good. It's good. I like. It. I'd watch definitely watch that. But do you know what? Here's Jamie. Right, Jamie's got a normal name, non-detective name. 
he comes in, he thinks about what we like on the podcast. Yeah. We like football and we like crisps. And so what he's gone for is Detective Gary Lineker. That's not going to mean I'd much to you, Zach, but he's a man who like played football and likes crisps. Shay Merrin <laughs> says my detective name would be Detective Bowie Woey because I like bows. <laughs> Is this Tom Marks? Is Tom Marks written in? Well, that's it. It's either <laughs> Detective Bowie Woey because you like bows or Detective Bowie Wowie because Bowie you like bows. Like dogs. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one is amazing. Uh, this is from Blagoy Vukadin, which is Detective Tony Moon. There was a time when I went to visit a friend at his university. We went to a house party and then later to a club. Spent the whole night introducing myself as Tony Moon. <laughs> Only one person was surprised that my name was Tony Moon. <laughs> so good. That's good. I fucking oh, love that so shit. much. I miss doing that. I used to I went through like a very short phase of doing that, like house parties and stuff, just pretending my job was something else or something. Like I did that when I was, I said I did that at university. I did that when I was working and my old job, when I went with the England cricket team to uh, Abu Dhabi and they were all <laughs> just talking to people. And one of the members of the cricket team said, they asked, what are they all doing in this hotel? Uh, just a random guest at the hotel. They, were like, they pointed at me and went, we're all here for this guy's stag do. Mm. So uh, for the rest of that cricket tour for a week, I was known to that cricket team as stag do. That's all our they f- called me. Our friend uh, <laughs> our friend Gavin Murphy once, we were in a oh, Barcelona God. gay club. Oh, and God. he met a group of women who asked why we were in there. Uh, and he said that it was my... Uh, the day before my wedding, and that I had nerves, and they spent, <laughs> these these beautiful, lovely women just spent a while trying to say that it would all be all right and that <laughs> and that, that my wedding would be fine. And I had to make like I was too nervous to just leave, so I just was making up where the church was. I had to, like. <laughs> I was just trying to tell them how I didn't have actually have that many nerves and that Gav was overstating it. Uh, it was awkward. <laughs> Robson Connor wins with Detective Inspector Jonathan Bapsniff. <laughs> A.K.A. St. John the Bapsniff. Good. Good. Jason Mason. Oh, wait, no, sorry, James Mason. <laughs> Jason Mason, that would have been good. Mason. Jason Mason would be a great detective name, yeah. too. Uh I'm Detective Cliff Boney McBones. Friends call me Boney because when I get a hunch on a case, I'm like a dog with a bone and can't let it go until the case is closed. <laughs> I like it. Little, little That's bio. A prop- That's proper. And then my fin- the final and possibly my favourite is from Palax. It says, hey there. I actually kind of already have a detective name. Or a detective team, rather. In high school, I had a series in my school paper. Detectives solving dumb mysteries surrounding the school. The detective team was called Team Dick and Doof, which is the German name for Laurel and Hardy, but directly translated, it's thick and dumb. I was the sole member of the team. I was thick and dumb. <laughs> dummy, uh, dummy thick. Dummy incredible. thick. Uh, dummy thick. Uh, yeah. So uh, you all win Brilliant. a copy of Murder by Numbers on Steam. Thank you so much for entering. Uh, you that. will be receiving emails, I'm guessing, from Joe, who has the codes. Yeah. You'll get them from me. Uh, oh, don't brilliant. sign me up to any newsletters. 
I'll be upset. <laughs> right. Um, I've I've got a couple of quick bits of feedback along the theme last week where we were talking about food mashups. Mm. Um, I was talking about my bolognese tarts. Yes. And uh, I think Krupa's talking about is uh, the Korean uh, mm-hmm. like ramen mashup. Do you yes. have any crazy food mashups you've encountered, Zach? Uh, in college, I used to do. Um... I'd get like a box of Kraft mac and cheese and mm-hmm. a can of like uh, chili, and I'd do like chili mac and cheese, which was very that good. Is, that sounds also, all right. Yeah. Just a sodium bomb, so I can't recommend. <laughs> very good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, along those lines, we've got one here from Jay Clark. He says, "Hello, big fan of the podcast, and really appreciate that you've kept it going." Uh, barely we are just about keeping this going um <laughs> yeah just one just wanted to share a favorite meal of mine which my now wife introduced me to it is very divisive and i wanted your opinion and i can tell you why it it definitely does sound divisive okay. uh, we like to top mild curry super noodles uh-huh. with baked beans well cooked essentially into a paste what? With a blob of ma- <laughs> with a blob of mayo and even cheese, if we're feeling flush. I look forward to hearing <laughs> wow. what you think, and encourage you to try it before you judge. I'm not going to lie; that does sound, to me anyway, repulsive. I'll t- okay, so I will say, I don't mind overcooked baked beans. I think they're all mm-hmm. right, uh, but I don't understand why you wouldn't want any texture along with your packet noodles. So, like. Packet noodles with a paste and then mayo on top seems absolutely insane to me. <laughs> so I will not try it before I judge. Consider yourself judge, Jake Clark. You're <laughs> ill. Um, noodles with bit. Ba- I mean, I don't like baked beans, so that's a big part of it mm. for me. That's but an issue. Beans and noodles. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> got one more from Daniel Roberts. He says. Loving the quarantine madness that this is this podcast at the moment. Finding mm-hmm. it to be a great salve on my commutes to my 10 plus shifts in a care home during these strange times. You're doing 10 plus hour shifts, good I'm work. assuming that means. Fucking hell, Daniel Roberts. Well done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, very well done. Um, regarding the talk of mixing strange foods together, I want to share a simple but deeply disturbing thing that I discovered. If you Google image search almost any food and put the word pizza at the end, there is a strong possibility that you will discover something truly horrific. For example, <laughs> oh. try searching for a Sunday dinner pizza and it exists. Oh no! One of the pizzas even has a Yorkshire pudding in the centre. Oh, oh no. This reminds me of when I, d- I actually discussed this on a different podcast once. The... Um the what's it called toby carvery which is like a bad pub <laughs> chain yeah. um did a or still do i think a they call it nachos in a yorkie and it's a yorkshire pudding <laughs> full of nachos and it looks repulsive it's so grim uh so yeah, yeah. that is a bad even, tip but one i am gonna follow up daniel it even like i'm fairly basic when it comes to pizza like I'm. I for one think pineapple doesn't taste good on it. I know. I know some people do. How dare um, you? <laughs> and I also don't get the whole idea of a dessert pizza where they just put like chocolate and stuff on a pizza base. I, I, I'm not into it. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like. In, I forget what what chain it is. I think it's Round Table has the Pazuki, which is just what? a giant. It's just a giant pizza cookie. It's just a giant cookie, and they try oh. to say that it's a pizza. They call it a. No, I don't like that. <laughs> anyway, and I don't I like it. that it's. I don't like that it sounds like it's the demon from The Exorcist either. That's just yeah, a bad Pazuki. move on their part. Pazuki. 
uh, or a Pokemon. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've got one last bit of feedback for Zach. Yeah, I'll take this one. Uh, let me just read this out here. Um, okay, uh, this comes from to us from anonymous. Hello, lads. I started playing Bloodborne. I started playing Bloodborne with my boyfriend, and we are literally at the final boss. But before we could tackle him, social distancing happened, so the game remains uncompleted. What do we do now? Uh, XOXO Gossip Girl. Uh, yeah, <laughs> anonymous. Yeah, I feel like I, got I some good feel advice. like. Go ahead. Yeah, my advice would be: uh, you can't finish it. You have to wait. You have to oh, wait. Absolutely. You've gone this far together. Yeah, I think you have, you have to, to finish it, it together. Yeah, you could that's do share play. You could do share play. Share play. I mean, that's sure. But when I feel like they, you know, like if you're playing through the whole game together, you have to complete the game together. You might as well wait mm-hmm. it out. Or in the meantime, you could just start Bloodborne again and work your way through it. If you're jonesing for Bloodborne, because Lord knows that I've been through that. Like I love a good Bloodborne. Mm. So yeah, I would say you know just. Exercise a little patience, hang in there because social distancing is going to end, and then you can complete Bloodborne with your boyfriend, who I'm sure loves you and misses you very much. <laughs> that's a, that's a big that's a big assumption. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yep. Um, I, yeah. I I I would wait. Finish the like... game. Finish the game without him. Oh no! The devil's you? voice is here. <laughs> the de- How dare you? <laughs> I feel like you've got to wait. Because yeah, you know, only bad things from can come from being impatient in life. Um, that's my advice. Um, Weird way to end the podcast, card. My well, <laughs> it's it's just leading up to my relationship spin-off podcast. Is it? <laughs> Which I will record while shooting hoops. While doing dunks. <laughs> <laughs> it's called hoops is a boom. Every time I give a good piece of advice, I just look at the camera and go, and that's a dunk, and then do a dunk. <laughs> <laughs> another three points in the bag you get two for a dunk so we're in that three points in the bag all right well that was very enjoyable um again if you want to send in feedback do it to ign underscore uk feedback at ign.com uh always up for more food mashups and oh, yeah yeah I've actually That's got it, really? one if you're feeling fancy and Ooh. not drunk enough uh, that I remembered after last week's. Uh, if you say it's a special occasion, if you have some uh, some champagne, mm-hmm. but you also have Magnus apple cider for whatever reason, if you okay. drink, this is true because I've done it. If you drink <laughs> some uh, Magnus apple cider, enough to sort of coat your mouth get the tannins or whatever's yeah. in there. Uh, and then you drink some champagne. And this links into a different one of our constant points of reference. It tastes exactly like foam bananas that you get in Pick and Mix. And that <laughs> is a oh. solid gold fact. That's my Heston Blumenthal mashup. There well we done. go. That is genius. And Try it out, fancy people. What piece of music should we have for the end? Uh, what, have we, what should we go for? That's oh, a bit of Space Jam music? Yeah. We could do, yeah, everybody get up. It's time everybody. to jam now. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. One. Okay. Well, enjoy that. It was a pleasure having you, Zach. Hey, yeah, so nice. Yeah, it's been great, man. I have, don't feel like I've laughed that hard like since this whole quarantine started. So I really appreciate that, you guys. That was great. Oh, I'm glad. Oh, yeah. We well, appreciate that. It is a shame that you beat Cardi at that quiz because you are fucked for coming. I know. I'm forever banned. <laughs> but I mean, if, if I'm, if I'm going to go out, I might as well go out on top. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Just like Michael Jordan did in Space Jam. 
Hit it. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. idiots. <laughs> hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.